Welcome to Exploring Cleveland. I'm Heidi. And I'm Tony. And we are two friends living in Northeast Ohio. Doing a podcast telling the world about Cleveland. Join us as we retell our adventures exploring this great city. We hope that these adventures help to inspire you to make your own Cleveland memories. I thought about what we could banter about is how amazing my nephews are, which I already told you. Yes, I did notice how amazing they are on your Snapchat. Yes. Was it Snapchat where you posted the touchdown running into the end zone? Yes. Yes. Which was pretty darn awesome. He was. Was that your sister that was screaming? In, yes, um, they have cowbells. I saw. Yes. I saw the cowbell. Yes. Ringing the cowbell. Yes. His mother uh, stood up and was like very excited that he ran in. Well, what was funny about it is I wasn't paying attention because... How were you not... You, how was it on Snapchat then? Well, Paul had to get my attention. See, I told you, I told you, Malachi has the ball. So that's when I whipped my phone out and, and Snapchat Just in time. Just in time. Yeah. But that was his second um, touchdown. Did you see the first one? I did see the first one. That's great. I did not have my phone out because they were they actually were at the other end of the field for the first one, and this one was the one closer to us. And then they put in his twin brother to run in for the extra point, so they both got the seven points as a team. I mean, the whole team was a team, but they've got a lot of good players on that team for the age group that they are. Oh, my gosh. I love it, and you said they won 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing. And Ma- uh, Malik... Is a little tackler. He likes to get down in there, get real dirty. He's not a dirty player. I didn't mean to say that, but like, he's not afraid of getting he likes dirty. To do his job. Yeah, he's not afraid of like, uh, you know. He's doing his job that he needs to do. Right. So we got home late, and then I got up and went to the boathouse this morning. There was a uh, Cleveland towpath marathon this morning half marathon yes i i saw that um i have a friend on facebook her her brother ran in that oh so. well i saw him i'm sure i saw him this yeah. morning because they were running all around the river if you like this podcast please like subscribe share and leave a review if you visit any of the places that we've talked about let us know about your adventures on our social media pages Exploring Cleveland with Heidi and Tony on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to seeing your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. Today we're coming to talk to you about Cle- uh, Playhouse Square. An amazing night going it to was. Playhouse Square. It was, it was very nice. Yeah, we brought I, two friends Yes. with us. I had to cut you off. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? It was way better than I expected. In what way? I don't know. I, I guess because I'm not into plays. What were you expecting? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I Like I said, I'm not into plays and musicals and mm-hmm. all of that and all the dancing. The, the costumes, I thought, were wonderful. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's a Disney show. So Disney shows are a little bit more of like well-put-together productions. Well, and the hyenas were... Well, they they make the cartoon, right? Oh, for sure. The hyenas were great. Rafiki was awesome. I thought Timon, is that who it is? His name, Timon? Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah, I thought Timon. I, I like Timon. Timon, yes. He's always the comic relief, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Timon was great. Mm-hmm. 
but and even the way, well and the 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 talent that it takes to handle the costumes yes for all of them pretty much agreed is remarkable yeah like i said i think the disney shows are a little bit higher caliber now that's not to say anything about the regular broadway shows because i think the broadway shows are always fantastic and those are coming out of new york city and and they are always phenomenal but the disney shows i they just have a little something different about them well those listen i get what you're saying about the, the they have to be able to sing and dance mm-hmm. okay but not only do these people have to be able to sing and dance yes but they have to be able to control these costumes yes and maneuver in these costumes yes and dance in these costumes for sure and and sing and dance while they're doing all of these things yes so that and they were moving the mouths of yeah, the puppets yeah that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. like they're they're moving their mouths they're mm-hmm. singing and dancing while they're doing all of these things with these all, it's all on beat yeah yeah no i 100% agree as a matter of fact, the the lions, Mufasa and Scar, Scar yeah. their uh, headpieces were a little bit more recognizable. But I have to admit to you, it took me a while to realize the adult Simba in the second act that he, I thought he had face paint on. I did not realize that he actually had a headpiece on. Like, I thought his was more incorporated into the actor until the light hit him in a certain way for me and I said oh my gosh that's actually a headdress too but I actually found myself with that adult Simba looking more at his headdress versus Mufasa and Scar I was looking more at the actor's faces with those two yeah but with that I thought the adult Simba costume was phenomenal I love that costume. I thought I thought it was just real. It really stood out that that's who the show was about. Was about Simba, about him becoming the Lion King. And I have to say, I really enjoyed the way that the show put on that they used light and movement to progress through time. Oh, for sure. Like, they really... I think that the way that they use the light and the music movement really helped to um, move the story along in a way that wasn't animated. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, I just was really impressed with that as well. Yeah. And the dance... So, you brought up about the dancing. Like, I'm used to more... um, In the Broadway series, they're more kind of like jazz dance or uh i don't know i'm not an expert on the dance but i felt that the lion king was more modern dance you know like it was a lot more of the way that modern dance kind of moves around and stuff but anyways it really worked for the show i love the way the lionesses came out with their like the way that they showed them with like movement and the tribe and and all of that i thought it was a really good show it was it was awesome it kept your attention. Oh, yeah. So we went with two friends. Yes. And the one friend, we'll give a shout out to Rachel. Uh, she warned us ahead of time 
that the scene, Mufasa's scene, am I saying his name right? Mufasa. Mufasa yeah. Okay. The scene where he dies, she's like, y'all, I'm probably going to end up shedding a tear. And so we had to check on her with that because yes. it got real intense. And I thought that that scene, I have to admit to you, Rachel, I also was a little bit like, oh my gosh, I might also shed a tear at this scene. Like it was just the whole afterplay with Simba seeing his father and just all of that. It was really very touching. I have to tell you a story. I have to side note. You know me. I have to sidetrack. So, and I have a story for everything. When I was I don't know, five, we'll say. I don't know how old I was. When I was five, my mother took me to see Bambi in the theater. Bambi's mother dies. Yes. We had to leave the theater because I went into full hysteric meltdown. (laughs) I've never seen the full thing of Bambi. (laughs) Because when Bambi's mother dies in that movie, that's all I remember about that movie. I do not remember anything else about that movie. (laughs) did not watch the rest of it and i was thinking about that when mufasa died i'm like oh i didn't finish bambi (laughs) i should have i should have checked on you i guess huh i mean when some of these disney movies though i will say or stories or or shows or whatever however you want to view the disney some of the stuff gets real dark well, but it's life lessons. It it's is. Not, I mean... But people do think, like, oh, I'm going to take my kid to this, and then there's, like, oh, the dad dies on screen or the mom dies on screen, and, you know, that could be a little traumatic. It's true life. It is true life, but it's still traumatic true life. And for young brains to have to process if... Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, is this something... Have you watched Bambi since? No, I've never seen it. I've never seen any more I, of Bambi. I feel like we need to sit and watch Bambi at some point. Well, I guess I'm bringing this up because one time I was watching a small child and I thought, oh, well, I had a VHS of Aladdin, which I know we're not talking about Aladdin, but I had VHS of Aladdin. And I was like, oh, well, this will be something that we could watch together. And when you watch something without a child, it's a little different than what you're kind of like your sensors go up a little bit more with a child sure and so i was watching this this movie and the and like the opening scenes like where they're like you know jafar is just kind of this evil guy and they're going into this like dark cave and it just seemed all very like dark the whole thing was the whole the whole setting was dark and i thought oh this might not be this might be scary for somebody who's a small child watching this at this time but anyways I digress so um Lion King going back to Lion King so then we'll give a shout out to our other friend Brandon who we had to check in also because he's such a romantic at heart I don't know if you picked up on that while oh, he was absolutely <laughs> belting out the song to can you feel the love he tonight was singing all of the songs I mean but that one he leaned in he, he was leaning in, right? And because I know him, he gets very sentimental, very mm-hmm. heartfelt. And that one, he did lean in. <laughs> he did lean in right on the. We sat like there was a rail in front of us. Uh huh. Luckily, there weren't seats because he would have serenaded the the person in front of him. Um, for sure. But he leaned in and he sang that whole entire song. Yes. To the audience that was in front of us. Yes, he did. Um, yes. I thought he was going to need a tissue there. 
I think I think he used his shirt. <laughs> there you go, Brandon the romantic. He was he was definitely li- living his best life. Yes. That night. I was so worried he wasn't going to enjoy the show, and that he I I was afraid of how he was going to perceive it. But I think that I think he really end, ended up enjoying every minute I think of he it. Did. All four of us had a great time. We started off with dinner. Yes. Then we went to the show, parked in the parking garage on floor two. On floor two, backed right into that spot, you know, didn't care that we held up 16 cars in the yes. process. Um, they were all cussing at us, just so you know. Well, so that's what we're going to get into now is about <laughs> Playhouse Square. And one of the convenient perks is getting that parking pass. I totally recommend the parking pass. Uh, so if any of you are ever going to visit Playhouse Square or get tickets to a show, or if you have series tickets, one of the best uh, one of the best features that you can add on for not very much cost at all at all uh, is the parking passes. I, I would recommend that also. Yes. So you park in the garage. Now this garage is located on Chester right across from the Greyhound uh, bus station. But you go in uh, into that parking garage and you are guaranteed a spot. Sometimes I've seen it where they close it to, and it's only open to people who have those tickets. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's good to get those tickets. And then it's all in gra- or all covered. I think we need to mention somebody lost their parking pass. Oh, yes, I did lose the parking pass. That is a good f- thing to talk about because... I did the parking pass for Lion King. For some reason, when I bought my Lion King tickets online, I couldn't buy a parking pass to go with it. So I had to call them then and ask for a parking pass to be added on. I wasn't sure if maybe they had been sold out. I wasn't sure why I couldn't get one. But then, so they mailed me the parking pass separate from the ticket, is what they did, or from the musical tickets. So the day of lo and behold i could not find the ticket could not find the parking pass ticket so i called just to double check but what i thought was what would be the case was actually the case is that they actually have a list of who has parking passes in those booths so i just had to show my id and say i have a ticket but i lost my ticket and then she let me write in so it it was very quick and easy yeah yeah, she just said, what's your name? She looked up my name on, on her manifest, I think it is. And then, you know, then we proceeded into the parking garage. So that's good to know. It also, I've also used that feature. The reason why I knew that that would be the case is because you can, Playhouse works with you with swapping a show as well. So I personally have the series tickets. But, and those are preset dates, right? So I always pick, the last Sunday of the um, of the series, the very last day of the series. It's a Sunday afternoon show. Those are the tickets that I get. But if for whatever reason I'm traveling or I can't do a Sunday show, um, or maybe I'm taking a different person that I want to do a weeknight show, it doesn't matter. Um, they let you call and change your... You can change your dates as many times as there are seats available to change the dates. They'll work with you. Um, they'll let you add an extra seat um, if you wanted to add like an extra person to come for that evening or whatever. So sometimes because you're changing your dates, 
they also might need to change the parking pass or they would need then to change the parking pass as well and so we actually have used it in the past um, because we had our, our show dates were changed up so they put our name on the list for the parking pass and then we went in that way as well and that's how that's why I wasn't too worried about losing that parking pass because I knew that that probably was an option that that was going that not probably that was going to be my option going in but speaking of parking there's other parking lots around and one thing that I found because I've always only parked in that garage so I'm a little uh, green on the other lots in the area but guess what I found out what did you find out through my research I found out that so I did know this I knew that there was valet parking so in the front on Euclid Avenue you can go through the main doors of Euclid Avenue um, by via or by valet parking but and I don't know how valet parking I think is change the rate changes per the show venue or whatever so but what I found out was if you eat at some of the restaurants that are there like the Italian restaurant across the street or district um, if you eat at some of those restaurants you can get your parking passes validated and you can get up to a ten dollar uh, discount off of the valet but you have to spend thirty dollars in the restaurant oh, so I'm sure that that's easy to do right right so if you're doing like a one night show like maybe you're just doing wicked at Christmas because they've got wicked coming out at Christmas and you want to do valet and maybe you wanted to do like a date night or get dinner before the show or whatever I highly recommend doing reservations for that but um, you can also get your parking pass get a $10 discount off the valet nice but the reason why I recommend the garage is because the garage you can it's all covered so once you park and there's elevators and there's steps and you can go to floor two and then you go into the theater from the back end and everything then you're away from all the elements, you know, especially in Cleveland, um, there's always elements right. of rain or snow. And it was raining that night. It was raining. When we went. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's why I always recommend the parking garage. But you know, there are other venues around, and now that I know about that valet, I think that that's a good deal as well, especially if you're going to plan dinner. And also with parking, I do want to mention that um, we have booked for our the individuals that we serve, where mm -hmm. we work, yes, who are disabled, and we have booked for them, and they specifically told me when I have booked that if you just let them know in the front that you have disabled individuals, they will allow you to unload in the front also. Oh, yeah. And um, so it'll be easier. And they do have, um, you know, when you book your tickets, if you have people in wheelchairs, let them know. They do have limited seating for people who are disabled. So let them know when you're booking your tickets. Yeah, so that was one thing that I think either you or Brandon mentioned. Make sure you I, mention lots of yeah. steps or whatever. So I always, I, the tickets I can afford are in the balcony. So I'll just be honest with you. Those are the tickets that I usually purchase or up in the balcony. But they're not bad seats. They're, I, I will tell you, it's not like, I mean, it's not like you're going to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and you're in the nosebleed seats. They're still great seats. You're still able to see everything. The seats are great. Well, I have to warn you. So I have to confess. Those seats aren't my typical seats. That was at, at the State Theater, 
when you get your season tickets, one of the perks of season tickets is you always get the same seats, but that's only guaranteed at the Connor or the Palace Theater, which is the same theater. Big shows like um, the Disney shows, like Frozen will be in the State Theater, Aladdin was in the State Theater, um, Miss Saigon was in the State Theater because the theater itself is bigger. The stage itself is bigger, is okay, what I mean. So- so this, the seats that we got, I personally picked out. I handpicked those seats because I had pre-sale, which is another perk of the season tickets or the series tickets. Um, but when I go to Frozen, my Frozen tickets, they will just be randomly selected based on my price range of what I have from the Connor. And I understand that, but here's the thing. Is that like the biggest theater? Is that theater the biggest one there the that state? we were in? I don't know the technical answer. From my perspective, I think the Connor is bigger seating-wise. Okay. But I think the state is bigger for the stage. Like, for example, Miss Saigon. Have, have you ever seen Miss Saigon? No. They actually drop, like, a real helicopter on the stage for Miss Saigon. So they need, like, more spacing for Miss Saigon. And, okay. like, Lion King, how they use, like, the different, like, curtains and, and screen. Curtains, yeah. yeah. So here's my thing. It, I looked around. Mm-hmm. I looked around everywhere. And no matter where you would have sat in that theater, yes, it was a good seat. It wasn't. It wasn't ginormous to the point where you would not be able to see something. Yeah, and so I think with the Connor, it does get a little bit more like it's. It's. I feel like it's more spread out, like more circular in the Connor. Okay. Um, where I, I feel like the state is more kind of. It's more. I don't know what the proper word would be but it's just more narrow of the seating okay more like straightforward seating sure versus on the on the um, well and i don't think that would be such a bad thing either if it's more surrounding the stage yeah so when you do your series tickets you actually can call and say these are the tickets i want like i want to sit in this section i want to sit more towards this row this area, you know, I, for me, I, you know, I like that. I like having the same seats every time. I don't have to have somebody usher me to my seat. I just go straight to my seat every time. Now, the one thing that I will also say that's different about the state versus the Connor is the amount of space outside of the theater. So still in the venue of the state, but for example, when we tried at intermission, to go to the restroom or to get something from the concession stand just so that we could report on these facts, it was wall-to-wall of people. Right, and they did have stairs to kind of go from one side to the other, but they were not accessible to the public at that time. Yes. I'm not sure why. I don't, I don't think they ever COVID. are. No? I think they don't want people unnecessarily going up and down steps. And there's like production. Uh, maybe it's a health and safety concern. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I did not go into the restrooms because it was too crowded. You did go into the restroom. I've been to the restroom several times. So you're, you're able to talk about... Yeah, so the restrooms, for the most part, they're always clean. They're always well supplied. 
Handicap accessible. They do have. I now here's the thing. I try not to go into handicap accessible bathrooms, so I don't know like if the stalls. But they do have. They do have stalls. The other thing you have to keep in mind is this theater is at the cusp of a hundred. I believe next year it will be a hundred years old. So, you know, at that time frame, these old buildings aren't built for handicap accessible, or like if you have knee problems or hip problems or things of that nature, but. If that's the situation for you, you do want to make sure you're mentioning to these operators because I will tell you again, I will give these Playhouse Square employees a huge shout out. And volunteers. Yes, but when you're calling to get your tickets, to swap your tickets, to buy tickets, to whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to do at a seat... These people are always very accommodating. They mm-hmm. are 100%. They are friendly. They they answer any and all questions that you have. So what I and would... I have had that experience as well when I speak to them. Yes. So what I would 100% suggest to anybody who's having, whether you have wheelchair seating, who needs accessibility accommodations, maybe you just had a hip replacement, something of that nature and you need first floor seating, then they're going to get you that first floor seating. And so that's how I think they accommodate things is first floor seating. Then there's usually restrooms that are that can be like first floor. I think so the state actually, the bathroom on the first floor, you have to go down steps. So it's not accommodating. But I think on the same level of the first floor, they have like a single, like one of those family bathrooms that is like a bigger room when you go in and it's just meant for like one family at a time to be in there or one like caregiver and person in there at the time. So, um, so you just have to make sure when you're calling, these are questions that you're asking. That's what I would suggest. Uh, yes, because I, I have had the experience and I want to note too, that if there is something that the person you're on the phone with is not able to answer or help you with while they're on the phone with you, you can leave your name and phone number and they will call you back. Even better, if you call after hours or if it's really busy, you can leave a message and they will call you yes, back. Yes, I have done that as well. That's what I'm saying. The people who work at Playhouse Square in the ticketing office at least, um, I'm sure everywhere, but the people that I've experienced the ticketing office, they are, they are great people to work with. Yes, and, and I've I've even done emails back and forth. Mm-hmm. Guest services. Them. Yes. Yes, 100%. You know, so call when you're calling. Um, you want to call the, the main number. You can look it up online. The website is playhousequare.org, and you can look up the main number, and, you know, you'll talk to one of these people that we're talking about. They're very friendly, very accommodating customer service so we had lion king which we kind of talked about was great success yes um i do want to mention too that they are on top of making sure you have your mask on oh yes they were so um you do have to wear your mask through the whole production while you're in the building period so this is new this year this was new for me this year uh we had to show either proof of vaccination for COVID, or you had to have a COVID test within 72 hours, a negative COVID test. Right, and your your record of that must match your identification. Yeah, so you had to bring a driver's license or state ID. Now, I was nervous about that, so we left in plenty of time to make sure that we could make sure that we got that stuff taken care of and got to our seats in time. 
And I thought that process was extremely efficient, that they had that all figured out before we got there. I think it went through very quickly. Yeah, I agree. They also, Playhouse Square is doing this whole big welcome back thing. So there was like all these welcome back banners all over the place that you, and picturesque moments. Anyways. I just want to make note real quick Uh because I did look up. Guests ages 3 to 11 do not need ID, but must be accompanied by an adult who meets the requirements for the COVID-19. How old is age? 3 to 11. So they they have to be accompanied by 18 years or older. What about 11 through 16? They would need to provide a uh, negative COVID test or have been vaccinated. Do they need a state ID? Um, it doesn't say. Yeah, so I would recommend calling. Call ahead and ask what that is. Yeah. What those rules are. I have a whole bunch of stuff on my list, but I feel like we kind of went through a lot of the things. I did want to go through some Playhouse Square facts. I asked Tony if we should try, like, Klee facts instead of, like, fun facts. I don't know. But one of the things I'll let Tony read is that... Is this for this number one? I wanted to make sure it was the right one. Um, Playhouse Square Theater is a theater district in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Largest performing arts center in the U.S. outside of New York City. Constructed in a span of 19 months in the early 1920s. So again, 100 years old. Yes. Uh, The theaters were subsequently closed down but were revived through a grassroots effort. The renovation and reopening helped usher a new area of the downtown revitalization in Cleveland and was called one of the top 10 success stories in Cleveland history. And then number two, I think, is a good fact as well. Playhouse Square welcomes more than one million guests, one million guests, to a thousand plus performances and events each year. I think that that is a phenomenal number. Key Bank Broadway Series season ticket holders, there's more than 45,000 ticket holders. It's the largest in the country, making Cleveland one of the fewer than 10 markets that can support a three-week run of a touring Broadway show. And this is what we're talking about with exploring Cleveland and getting excited about Cleveland, Ohio, because the fact that these Broadway series go for three weeks And that touring shows outside of Broadway, New York City, New York City Broadway. Yes. That tour around the country, that they come to Cleveland. Typically, that Cleveland is our first stop that they come to. And it's because our theater, first of all, we have enough theaters to accommodate. Our theaters bring in enough guests to buy tickets for three weeks. And if you try, like I was just, before Tony came over today, I literally was just looking at the series tickets and to even buy like single tickets and for some of those shows, all of them say limited seating, you know, and I don't think that that's just like a marketing ploy to get you to purchase your ticket today. Like I think that the season ticket holders, the 45,000 season ticket holders Mm -hmm. that there are, that they already have all the tickets for the three weeks, you know? I mean, I think that that is, I do, I think it's incredible. I know I'm probably sound like I'm beating the dead horse telling you this, but 
just the fact that in the city of Cleveland, there's enough people to support this theater for three weeks. I keep wanting to say three in theater at the same time. I apologize. I think that that's awesome. Um, plus all the other shows that are going on. There are so many other shows that are happening at Playhouse Square while these Broadway series are coming through. Right. You know, so it's like, it is a very happening uh, theater district. And it's beautiful. You know, one of the things that when we were talking about the valet parking and us taking the individuals through Euclid Avenue through the main entrance versus how I like to go... One of the downsides of that garage is you miss out on the excitement. Like Euclid Avenue, All the signs. you've got the marquees, you've got the digital signs. I mean, it looks like and little flashing. Yeah, yes. it looks like mini uh, Broadway, like yes. New York City Broadway, and and the chandelier, the chandelier that's outside, right. out front, and the way that they have the signs, like. The way they have Euclid Avenue with the signs that go over to the other streets and the um, medium, is that what it's called? The medium in the street? The, the median. Median. I knew I was saying it wrong. The median in the street with the flowers and just the way that it's all decked out and then people who are dining outside or having a beverage outside, a cocktail outside. It's just the hustle and bustle of theater night. You know, it's the excitement of theater night. And you do, I will admit, you do miss that when you go in through the garage. But if you go early enough, park in the garage, go back out through Euclid, you can enjoy a cocktail outside or take a picture under the chandelier like we did. We did after the show, but we still went out to Euclid. We took pictures under the chandelier. We took pictures under the marquee. And it's advertising upcoming shows. It's advertising the shows that are for this evening. But it's very, it's a very exciting thing to do to be on Euclid Avenue. Absolutely. To drive through that um, thing. So those are some of the fast facts that we wanted to talk to you about, or Clee facts we wanted to talk to you about. Also, Cleveland Playhouse Square has ten theaters. Now I said ten theaters in our pilot. Then I read somewhere that there was 11, but on Wikipedia, it only lists 10 theaters. So I wanted to talk to you about that there are 10 theaters, and the theaters have different sizes. So one of the other things to talk about is the series of the plays. So you can buy the Broadway series, which is all musicals like you think Broadway, right? But then there is the actual play series, which are plays. And the plays, from what I think that I'm reading, are part of Cleveland State and Case Western that are putting these plays on. But these plays are so much fun. They're in smaller theaters. They're smaller productions. They always do what's called breaking down the fourth wall, where they're incorporating some part of the audience or coming up through the audience but their sh- and they use like the way they use their props everything about the plays is so much fun but it's a different take because it's not those broadway series it's actual just plays where people are talking so if you're a person who doesn't care for the music and the singing and the dancing this is also still a fun evening to go to 
and I have bought these series tickets as well. Now, guys, when you buy the series tickets, I think they're affordable. You can make monthly payments. You get ahead of time, like I said, you can swap a show. So if you don't want to go see maybe Pretty Woman that you didn't like that movie, you don't want to go see that show, you can swap out for a different show. They usually give you like three shows that you can swap out for that typically don't cost any extra money unless you're like upgrading your ticket some way, like upgrading to a better seat or something like that. And you don't forget to mention they're about how much per show. Well, now that depends on where you want to sit. I sit where my shows are $35 a ticket, and that typically includes the parking pass as well. Mm-hmm. So I get two tickets. I'm charged like 70 ish dollars i i to be honest with you i don't typically i don't honestly remember because i paid for these this year i paid for these tickets before covid i bought the tickets in march of 2020 when the series was announced and then obviously covid hit the theater shut down we didn't have a series and then the series tickets that i have now for this coming season is was basically what i already had prepaid but from what I remember, it was like seventy to seventy-five dollars. I I don't okay. think it was more than seventy-five dollars. But that included two seats, plus the parking pass. So that's what I was getting for each show. I made monthly payments to that. So we do want to point out too that if you're looking at a show just to buy, buy tickets for one show, mm-hmm. so we were looking at a very popular show, which yes. you actually have as part of your. Yeah, so that's one of the keys of having the series tickets is that sometimes these popular shows, I'll give you an example, Hamilton. When Hamilton came into Cleveland the first time, that actually was part of the season ticket series. So Hamilton for my ticket was just the same amount of cost that I paid for any of the other shows of that season. Now, other people, and I can't speak uh, for certainty because I had my tickets already part of my series, but I think other people were paying very high prices, very high prices to see Hamilton because they just, that's the only show that they were looking to see. So, you know, and you know Brandon had asked me he's like well how are the other shows and I probably would he said to me I probably would only buy tickets that I knew the show of and I said but that is the beauty of the series tickets because when you have a series of tickets that you're kind of locked into you might see a show that you've never heard of before or wouldn't ordinarily like well yeah that sounds good but I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to make this purchase you're already locked into it and so you have the ability to expand your experience. your cultural experience yeah. yeah so you know because of that i personally i've been doing this since 2012 i've seen a lot of shows and typically there are seven shows per season now this season post covid there's only five or six shows right now not the seven but typically there's seven shows that are that you're seeing for a full season which Mm -hmm. i think again is a pretty spectacular deal 
and it's fun it's fun to do I honestly I love going I think that they're a lot of fun to go you can go and eat at any of the restaurants that are down there I was gonna name all the restaurants that are down there but you know what there's a whole bunch you can go down you can you can look them up there's restaurants that are within the actual building that you don't have to go outside to. There's some that you can actually uh, kind of venture out and like the Italian restaurant that's across the street. The only thing that I'll say about these uh, restaurants is that make a reservation because everybody's going to see a show and sometimes there's more than one show per night. Sometimes there's a Broadway series and the play series. Sometimes there's a ballet series. Sometimes the you know there's um holiday shows that are coming in sure. that are just for that so these 10 theaters that they have they're using the 10 theaters right so you want to make sure that if you're looking for something to eat um you can go to the hofbra house which is behind the parking garage but if you're looking for a place to eat i 100 percent recommend making those reservations before you go to the show. Absolutely. Couple, two other things I wanted to mention is, so like I said, we didn't go to the concession stand because it was just crowded, wall-to-wall people inside the state. But those where you can buy uh, snacks, there's snacks that you can buy. There's usually pretzels, there's alcohol that you can buy, you can usually Mm -hmm. buy some wine. They usually have a few choice things of beer. They typically have what's called the show drink. Now, they have a themed drink based off the show. So it usually has like a a fancy name that has, again, something to do with the show. And then it's it's basically a cocktail that they put together, like some sort of original cocktail. So those are always fun, the the show drinks if you wanted to. And then the red coats. I do want to point out about the red coats too, which we did mention them a little bit today, but they're they're the people who usher you to your seat. They ask you any questions. Oh, and Tony, one thing that we forgot to mention about the Lion King, and I honestly have never seen this before because I typically don't go with kids, but they were getting everybody booster seats. Yes. I didn't know there was a thing that you could get a booster seat. Yeah. So they they are very helpful people. The Redcoats. They are. I noticed that they're they're very friendly, very helpful. They're all and, volunteer and willing, very willing to help you. Like they want, they reach out and boy, are they offended? No, I'm just kidding. They want, they really want to help you though. <laughs> so I thought you would tell this story. I just remembered it. So they helped us. Do you remember? They helped us several times. Do you remember the time I'm going to bring up? I don't know. So we were sitting in our seats. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Because Heidi cannot keep anything in her hands for some reason. So she has to throw everything on the floor in front of her. I wasn't throwing. I don't know what happened. (laughs) But my purse basically, we were in the front row of the balcony. And my purse basically tumbled somehow out of my lap. I'm not sure how or why. That's not the only thing that tumbled. She kept, like, things kept tumbling. So my purse was opened. All the zippers were open. All the compartments were open. Because she didn't know how to close it. And my purse tumbled. Things literally spilled all over the floor. And this poor guy, he came over and he helped pick up my purse for me so I didn't have to get out of my seat. He was very willing to help. He was one of the red coats. He was, yes. yes. That's why I'm telling you the story. Yeah. 
So he helped put my uh, pick my purse, my contents of my purse up because I was in the middle. Here's the thing. I like sitting on the end, but now like to get my purse, all I'm thinking is I've got to like make six people stand up to get you out of their seats. So I can, between the bars. I could have. <laughs> um, so anyways, he was very helpful. And then Tony helped me close my purse, which apparently I didn't do proper. I don't know how to tell you this to make any sense but her zipper was inside out on the purse it was all flipped through the wrong way which is why it was open because you didn't know that it was inside out which is why i have the fancy thing in my car to which hold is, my purse which so is it why doesn't have spill in my like car me to make sure that your zipper is an inside out well now i've been closing it ever since <laughs> since you fixed the zipper i've been closing it and it's not as as big of a concern now but yes so the red coats are very helpful very very helpful all volunteer they go through training but they do help usher you to your seat and i should also point out because this was also something with the usher they if you come late so don't come late to the show because if you come late you miss the first act or the first song maybe not the first act but the first song, you'll miss the opening number. And with Lion King, the animals parade through this the floor, the floor seats. They parade through the aisles. So you don't want to miss that. And it was the elephants. It was the elephants. It was the elephants. Yeah. And, and, and that, it was, that was cool. It was really cool. So if you miss they'll, those, those red coats, man, they'll hold you back. And then they usher you with flashlights, which also, I hate to say it, but I find that to be a distraction when you've come late and now they've got their pen lights, like their flashlights, that they're trying to illuminate the aisle so you don't trip. They're trying to make sure, read your ticket and figure out what seat it is that you're supposed to be in. So you want to make sure you show to the, you come to the shows on time. Yes. And give yourself plenty of time for the COVID vaccine uh, check. And so that you can get to the restroom we and yes. get to your seats. And we, I will say, we were there an hour early. Mm-hmm. And it took us time to get into the garage. Yes. It took us time to get into the theater itself. Yes. It took us time to get to our seats. It took time to get into the bathrooms. Yes. And that was the being there an hour early. Yes. Give yourself plenty of time. Yes, for sure. And even if you have reservations at one of the restaurants, you want to give yourself plenty of time to get there for that as well. Yes. But the one thing I'll say, too, about the restaurants is if you tell – usually they know because they're working in the theater district, and they know you're there because you have tickets. So they – the restaurants do try to be very accommodating to that and make sure you get to your – seats on time yes as well but let's point out the entire world is understaffed right now the entire world and all of that is uh, pre-covid i have not been to any of these restaurants pre-show right so since covid so let's, let's just be kind to people be patient with people and just you know show some understanding to these people when we are patronizing any of these establishments please 100 percent the last thing that I want to end on is if you live in the Akron area, they do have a uh, season ticket there as well, which is part of Playhouse Square. Um, and you can look that up. It's playhousesquare.org slash Broadway dash in dash Akron. But they have some shows that are coming. Waitress, I think by the time this airs, Waitress will already have been through. 
Hairspray, Anastasia, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. These shows are at the E.J. Thomas Hall, which is part of the University of Akron. Some perks of having series tickets for this uh, venue is you get free parking. So let's just start with that, free parking. Then they have something that's called the Season Ticket Lounge, which I'm curious about. And then you also get the priority seating, the pre-sale, and the easy ticket exchange, which is all part of, again, that Playhouse Broadway series. Broadway in Akron, though, that only, those dates are only two dates. So like, whereas we have three weeks of dates to choose from, they only get two days. So you have to be in town on, you know, whatever the dates are mm-hmm. for whatever that show is. So did you have anything else you want to talk about with Playhouse Square? No, I think we covered everything. It was really, a really, really good time. I will tell you, the group was uh, a fun group that went i think all four of us truly just embraced the night and leaned into the show and leaned into the whole festivities of the night yeah even walking around after looking for that cleveland sign to take our picture we were doing lots of selfies which we'll post onto our social media um but yeah i think that it was a it was a great time had by all and i'll speak for the other two i think that they had a great time as well oh absolutely i think so too there was lots of laughter there was they were paying attention to the show they were really getting into it so yeah it yeah. was it was definitely a good time it was i i was very happy that i was able to go so thank you for inviting me you're welcome i was so happy it worked out that you got to go yeah i i loved it yes so yeah all right, so stay tuned for uh, our next episode, which will be talking about Masthead Brewing Company. Yes. And also Nautica Queen. Yes. So we've done some adventures since the pilot, so stay tuned. Exploring Cleveland was created and produced by Heidi Johnson and Tony Gambino. Please contact us if you are a listener and have suggestions of where we should go next, or... If you are a local business that would like to advertise on our podcast, please email us at exploringclevelandht at gmail.com. All rights reserved.